Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Tony Stallings. Um, tonight's show is a replay of a show done earlier when we had Totally Taboo, which was another show done on the Soul of America Radio. This show was probably one of the most impacting shows that we've ever had, dealing with the demonic forces that we believe are behind hip, uh, the hardcore hip-hop. I want you to pay attention to our guest tonight, Minister L.P., a very smart young brother that brings us to the knowledge of what's really going on behind the scenes with this music. So, I am going to um, release the show to you now. This is a recorded show. You will not be able to actually call in, but you can listen. And the commercials are old, so you're going to hear about old shows. I hope you enjoyed tonight. Please call all of your kids, your teens. This is a very good show for teenagers and parents. And now, Hardcore Hip Hop, The Demonic Connection. With Tony Stallings and Took, who was a former host on the show with Totally Taboo. I take you to that show right now. Soul of America Radio wishes to advise you that Totally Taboo discusses topics and subjects that may be considered offensive or disturbing to some listeners. If you are easily offended or carry certain beliefs, spiritual or otherwise, that prohibit you from participating or partaking in discussions of a sensitive nature, this segment may not be suitable for you. Also, parental discretion Looks like it started over on its own. Not quite sure why that happened. It may affect the ending of the show, but so be it. <laughs> And now, the completion. I'm going to go ahead and see if it goes into the show. Controversial. And for, so, for those just now tuning in, <laughs> let me say that um, this is a recorded show. That's why I'm having some audio problems, I guess. But this is a recorded show uh, done several months ago with a minister, uh, LP, and he is a phenomenal brother. And I want you to give it up for him. I believe the audio. Are we hitting the show now? Okay, let's see if it works this time. I'm going to go back. If not, then I'm going to have to improvise. Let's see what's up. 
You cannot call into this show. This show is not live. Let me go ahead and put that out there. 
like Tuke says, if you are, if uh, what's the dog thing you said, man? You might want to put up. What's that you say, man? I want to warn you that that would, this would be a good time to put all the children and small animals away. Uh, <laughs> Because we, we, we're about to talk about the things that we usually don't talk about. So prepare yourself uh, to get ready for a blast. So uh, There you go. And and we have actually in the studios, I call them the studios, but it's my basement, uh, a, a young man that uh, I highly respect. And I, I visit his Facebook page a lot. And he put some things up about, and I'm going to say this wrong, my little boy, my, my son knows who I'm talking about. Nikki Minaj, did I say that right too? Nikki Minaj. Minaj, I was gonna say that. I knew it. I just wanted well, to see that, if you knew it. I just was testing don't ask you. Me, don't ask me why I know, but let's let's go <laughs> on. Uh. Well, I saw some stuff posted about her, man, and and I read it. And he's a he's a he's a cool brother. He doesn't down anybody. He doesn't say any negative things. He just puts it out there, and it made me think. And then a couple of weeks later. You know, I, I took man in college. I was a big Beatles fan. Love right. the Beatles, and I still like their music. To be quite honest with you, and uh, this brother brought some stuff out, man, uh, that I hadn't seen that right. just practically blew my mind. Right. And um, I got to reading it and looking over it, man, and I realized that uh, that. Uh, uh, that there was a connection that there, you know the Bible says there's principalities and powers. It's a connection, man, um, uh, in some of the music. And tonight we're basically focusing on rap, hardcore rap. But mm. this carries over, man, to rock, to right, all right. facets of music. It ain't just hip hop. It ain't just uh, uh, uh-huh. us. It, it carries over to all phases, man. And, and hip hop. Um, I had to pull it up, man. I'm I'm a little older, so I had to pull it up. It's a lifestyle for people basically between 13 and 30. It's a lifestyle. It includes music, videos, fashions, club scenes, and uh, the media has embraced and adopted the hip-hop culture, which is cool. And before we get into it too much further and bring on my, 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 uh, my, my guest, I'm going to play something because I wanted you to understand, and I don't have it. I actually don't have it on my cue, so that's cool. I don't have to play it. I just say it. Uh, Obama was interviewed about hip-hop and thought it was okay, just was, was disturbed at some of the messages. And we're not here to bash rap music. Rap music is not the the issue here. Uh, we're looking at the forces behind the storm. Rap music right. in itself is a beautiful thing. It's poetic. It's lyric. It, 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 everybody can't do it, so, you know, you can't run out and start a rap a rap song and just expect it to go out. It is a beautiful form of expression, just like R&B, just like uh, 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 any other form of music, until you put that demonic element in it. So this brother here, man, I had pulled up a whole bunch of stuff, and I can't find it, but this brother here, man, has really impressed me. He is a powerful man of God. He's He, he didn't want me to really talk about it, and I'm not. But this brother is, uh, is, is, is dangerous uh, behind a mic. He pumps a good message. He's uh, he he does a lot of uh, flow with R&B, Christian, um, um, rap in general. Don't have to be either one, but his messages are positive. Uh, he is yes. a profound minister and man yes. of God. Uh, I really he's a lot younger than me, but I look up to him because this uh, this, right. this young man has the attention of the youth, 
And anybody that you have or you find that has the attention of the youth, you need to bring them out front. And with that being said, I want to welcome our first guest ever to Totally Taboo. We haven't had a guest yet, but this man is worthy of it. I want to welcome to the show Minister L.P. Minister L.P., how you doing tonight, brother? I'm doing excellent, man. I'm blessed to the Lord, highly favored, and a blessing. How about you? All right. Hey, man, breathing in and breathing out, and so happy, happy to have you on the show tonight, man. I'm glad you put aside a lot of things that you do, man, because I know you're busy. I know you are, like like Eddie Ripper said, you're a business man. you got to keep moving. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. if you don't mind, man, just uh, just kind of tell us a little bit about. I tried to do a pretty good job of it, but just kind of tell us, man, how you got into uh, into your ministry. Um, well, I, I um I got into doing music. Um, I, well, I gave my life to Christ back in uh, two thousand and one, January of two thousand and one, uh, and you know I was an extreme I was an extreme fan of uh, you know rap music. You know, just the whole. Uh, you know, growing up, you know, I, when I was young, I mean, I, a lot of times we as African-American males, we don't have many role models or positive role models in our homes, uh, especially, you know, being that 70% of all African-Americans come up in single-parent homes. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we're looking for, for for idols. We're looking for father figures. We're looking for somebody to identify with. And um, who I identified with was the rappers, you know, so... Whatever somebody said in a rap song, you know, I I took educate, you know, I, I was educated by that, you know, I learned everything that uh, that I knew for the most part, just in all honesty, from a rap song, and so um, I identified with those rappers. So um, uh, everything that I that I that I ever dealt with, you know, I, I made sure I based it around something I heard in a rap song, <laughs> mm. you know. So um, when I gave my life to Christ back in two thousand and one. You know, I still continued on to listening to the rap music, and what I recognized, I began God began to show me um, how much it was uh, it was affecting me. It, you know, it was slowing down my walk with the Lord, and, um, and right. it was uh, it, it it was just several elements that the Lord had dealt with me. So what I did was I, I got rid of all my my music collection. I took all my CDs and I broke them up, threw them in the uh, threw them in the dumpster, you know, in the college dorm room, you know, and so. <laughs> Everybody thought I was crazy. They thought I was losing my mind. But uh, for whatever, some odd reason, you know, within months, you know, my walk with the Lord began to go to the whole nother level. And I began to just, um, you know, one of my biggest problems, you know, was uh, profanity, man, cursing, man. And once I got rid of that music and got it out of my system, you know, I was able to, uh, you know, I, I, it just, you know, it left me. You know, I never had a desire to use profanity anymore. But uh, anyway... Uh, some uh, maybe about two years after that, mm-hmm. um, I was um, I was just in my in my room, just you know, to myself, and and uh, the spirit of God spoke to me and told me to write a rap song, and um, I was like, wow, you know, um, I, I've never done this before, and so I asked the Holy Spirit to sit down and teach me, and He sat down and taught me how to put a verse together, and um, I memorized that verse, and uh, I, I saw that it was an opportunity to present the gospel or represent um, what I believed in such a way where, you know, young people would receive me in such a way where, you know, my peers would receive me, you know, but because uh, unfortunately, you know, in my college experience when I gave my life to the Lord, you know, and uh, I began to shy away from certain things. I was deemed as lame. I was 
called, you know, uh, square and, uh, you know, every other kind of, you know, thing that you can you can be spoken of in that manner, you know. Right, and I was right. always used to being cool. I was always used to being, you know, uh, somebody that was in the in crowd. But anyway, um, I've seen this opportunity to take uh, the rap music and put it in such a way where it would be cool, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I would do that. You know, I would take that, that verse that I memorized and, you know, the guys would be, you know, surrounding, you know, they've been a circle, which we we call a cipher. They'd be in a circle and they'd be rapping or whatever, and I'd jump in and I'd start rapping about Christ, you know, and they'd be like, wow, man, that's tight. You know, so anyway, <laughs> that verse, <laughs> uh, that verse, uh, what I what I do, you know, so from there, you know, I just begin to take it and get into talent shows and things of that nature, and I would win and um, got the opportunity to perform at a church and um, and in that process, uh, a brother by the name of Old Timer, you know, he's a secular producer here in the city of Birmingham, mm-hmm. and uh, he heard me in the barber shop, and uh, he gave he, he was like, man, you can come by my house and record, and um, from you know from there I would go by his house and record. We would do one song, and then we did another song. We did another song, and um, uh, what he would he, he had a, um, a family member in Los Angeles, California. That was uh, connected to some, you know, some ver- some very key people in the music industry, and they mm-hmm. would send music to him on a consistent basis and uh, ask him to check it out and uh, get it to some people, whatever. But one particular time, they sent the CD out. They made a mistake and put one of my songs on it. Oh and, man! Uh, the brother in I, LA I, heard the he heard the CD and was like, they called him back. This was the first time he ever called them back back here in Birmingham. That was the first time they ever called him back, and he was like. Man, why y'all haven't been doing this? And he was like, "What?" He was like, "Man, I hear this song y'all talking about God." He was like, "Well, man, that ain't. Oh, man, we must have made a mistake and put LP song on there." He was like, "Man, who is LP?" It was like, "Man, this is a gospel rapper that we work with." It was like, "Wow, you know." So within months, man, he had been uh, hooked up with some uh, key people in the music industry, put together some uh, contracts, and contacted us, flew us to LA, and uh, signed us to a record deal. You know. And so that that was kind of the beginning of um, you know what I do. Wow. But you know, man, the thing about it is, and I agree with you. I, first of all, let me say that wasn't no mistake <laughs> that 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 happened with the music. Can you hear me? Am I okay? I hear. Okay, because I'm I'm kind of my sound my sound thing over here is kind of in and out. But that wasn't no mistake, man. You know, uh, you, you know. I, I think is I think it was directed by the Holy Spirit to get you where you needed to be, man. But, but after you, now you said that uh, you explained that uh, how you got into the ministry. Now I've noticed that you have a good connection with the youth, um, and uh, you're a young man yourself. You're not old by any means, but uh, I've noticed that you have a good connection with the youth. I go, we attend the same church, which I don't mind shouting out, Faith Chapel Christian Center, Pastor Michael D. Moore. And um, I've noticed that you have uh, 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 used this as an advantage, and you seem to me, you seem to be able to connect with them. Um, was this something that you had before, or do you think it's something that the Holy Spirit gave you after you got into this uh into this uh, uh, where you had changed everything uh, and, and he needed it for his ministry? Well, see, what what I did was, you know, being that my, my personal experience, how 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 much music had influenced me negatively uh, with me knowing and I, uh, knowing how that can be, 
now whenever you know whenever I begin to grow, you know, I became about 24, 25 years old, you know, I begin to look at the young people and I I begin to see, you know, everything. I look at them and I see myself. You know, I would see myself like, wow, you know, because I was I was extremely lost. You know, I I wasn't really no bad dude, you know. I mean, I did crazy stuff, you know, what teenager doesn't. I did crazy stuff, you know, drank, smoke weed, you know, do all that other stuff or whatever, but I really wasn't a bad guy. But a lot of the things that I did, I did it for no other reason but because I was extremely lost. You know, I was just lost. I had no identity about myself, none. You know, and, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the father figure's job is to give that child his identity. And, you know, being that I didn't have a father, you know, um, I, I had no identity. And so whenever I look at young people and I see them with no identity, I see them, you know, just whatever they see in, in videos, whatever they see on TV, whatever they hear in the music, they just doing whatever they're seeing, you know, and, and that's the influence that's in their lives. And, so I look at them with with an extreme amount of compassion. So what I've what I've done with that compassion is, you know, I'm like, okay, I want to win those young people. Now I don't know about y'all, but I play ball. You know, I play sports, and um, you know, uh, especially in football, what we would do, you know, um, our games would be on Friday nights, you know, and so um, on Monday before we would start our game plan for our preparation for Friday night's game, what we would do is we will watch the film of the other team that we're going to play. And we will watch the film and we will study the film, you know, and uh, they will have key players that we will watch, you know, his favorite play that he likes to do and the the key receiver, you know, the, the, the route that he likes to run all the time. And, you know, we will study them. And I can remember my coach, I played defensive back, and my coach would make me play man-to-man, one-on-one with the, the key receiver every game. And mm-hmm. so I had to watch his every move, and I had to find out what his weaknesses was. You know, was he fast? Was he slow? Did he have um, did he have uh, a breakaway speed? Whatever. And I had to make the the adjustments, and I had to adapt to it, and I had to be on it Friday night. So I take that same approach, you know, with this whole music industry. Um, I, I look at these young people, and I'm like, I want to win them over. So I look at my opposing the opposing forces what we experience in the music industry, and I study them. And so I I find all the kinks in their armor. I find their weaknesses. I find, you know, everything. And what I do is I take those weaknesses and I point them out to young people. And if the young people really love this artist, I'll just simply point out the kinks in their armor and and show that to the young people. And the young people are like, wow, I didn't see that. You know, and so I, I do it with a motivation of winning the young people over. And um, I, I also, the scripture tells us to be wise as a serpent, yet harmless as a dove. And one thing about a serpent, a, a snake, a snake will sit back and watch his opponent, opponent for hours, sometimes days, sometimes weeks, and watch right. their every move, you know, and, 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 and see how fast they are, see when they eat, eat how they eat, you know. And um, that serpent will just creep up on them. And before you know it, it's right up on them, you know. And so um, I sit back and I watch videos. I listen to, you know, the secular station. Uh, I tune in maybe twice a week, listen to what, what's going on. I watch 106 and Park, a little BET or whatever, and I find out what's the hottest fashion and, you know, what's the hottest shoes that the kids are wearing and everything. And, you know, and I go and buy them. I go and buy the hottest shoes and I go and buy the hottest little gear and whatever. 
you know what I mean? And uh, whenever I walk in, they looking like, wow, who is this guy, you know? Or if they know me, they like, oh, man, LP be fresh, you know? And not knowing it, I'm just using that as, you know, <laughs> I'm just creeping up on you, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm up on you, you know what I mean? And so, uh, anyway, man, I, I that's my way of making my connection with these young people. And, you know, um, they, you know that, that's just my thing, man. And, and, and God gave me the ability to do it. And so I just take advantage of it and I do it, man. It's for no other reason. I want to win them over. I want to encourage them. I want to teach them. I want them to see what I see, you know. So I hope that answers that question. <laughs> Amen. That, that answers that, LP. Let me say this. You are a, a true blessing. Our youth is our future. Um, they they are the future, you know, in the church, and, and, and God has something special in store and an anointing on you and your spirit and has given you that calling um, to place you over the youth. One thing that I'm very proud of is, is as the Lord has me pastoring in Maryland, I still hold the position as the youth pastor of my pastor's church. Um, and I'm excited about that, and that that, that was a blessing that that, that – Kind of boomerang me into where I'm at now. Boomerang because we continue to go back and forth, and you have that anointing on you. You will always have a connection with the youth. That's not something you can study. That's not something that you can gain or learn how to do. You either have it or you don't, and it's a God-given blessing. What I want to I want to ask you one. First of all, would you mind sharing how old you are? I am 31 years old. I just turned 31 September uh, the 14th of this year. God bless. Amen. You're 31 years old. Now, I'm 42 years old, and and being 42 years old, my youth and my time, my teenage years, was pretty much at the point at the inception of hip-hop. And when hip-hop right. was you know, it, at that time and, and in the exception in hip-hop, um, just this recently, last couple of days, um, we we just actually celebrated the home going of one of my heroes, uh, Heavy D, um, you know, who, who brought along and, and brought uh, a pride um, to being uh, the overweight lover in the house. Amen. Right, so, right. Uh, I'm puffing, right, puffing, and all that stuff. I make you dance and prance it. You huff and puff. There's just no way you can get enough of <laughs> your big stuff. Big stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So you know what I'm saying made made us big brothers not ashamed to get out there on the on the dance floor. But back in those times and and at that inception, uh, that was some of the most hard some of the most hardcore things we would hear was run DMC. And they was they was the hardest thing going at that time. And, and what, what they say, if if a silly little kid put his finger in my plate, I'll be signing autographs for three months straight. You know, things of that nature. Now, at that time, that was something hard to say. I'm wondering, and I'm, you know what I'm saying, at, at what point did we get to this point? Because back then at that time, I recall the, the what, what was it? They used to call it the heavy metal. Right, and right. you would you would hear in heavy metal, and I think it was a group called Iron Maiden. So when we come back, I want you to talk about Russia's sort of demonic stage and have these sort of messages in the music. 
Simmons, and you know me as Selma from the TV show Good Times. And I am hanging out with Tony on the soul of American Radio. Murder, murder, Jesus. Six, six, six. 
you listen to it, what did you hear? Did it sound like 666 murder, murder Jesus? Let's listen one more time. Six, six, six. Murder, murder Jesus. That's the sound bite. Now, um, I got a question from for our guest, for, L, for Minister LP. Um, now that was Jay Z. Now we all know Jay Z is revered in the uh, in the rap industry. I know that, and I'm not a heavy uh, rap consumer, but I do listen to some of it. Um, I, where you say you're going with it, and where he's where it seems like he's going are two different things. Did I hear that wrong? Did 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 we hear what we thought we hear? What what I what I thought I heard? Well, I now watch this. When I say this, I mean I'm 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 not trying to jump on Jay Z's defense, but um, on this situation, I understand DJ Danger Mouse. Uh, Jay Z had nothing to do with that that remix of his album, the Black Album. What it was. Mm. He came out with the Black Album, and a lot of different people came out with different versions of the Black Album because what happened was all of Jay-Z's lyrics were leaked from, you know, the, just the lyrics without the beat. Was, they were leaked, and a lot of different people would, took those lyrics, made their own beats, and, you know, put Jay-Z's lyrics over them. Now, DJ Danger Mouse made that mix. Oh. And, uh, he had... Yeah, he has a song, Jay-Z has a song called Lucifer, you know, and in the song he's saying certain things. He says Jesus, matter of fact, he quotes several scriptures in the song. Mm-hmm. But what DJ Danger Mouse did was take um, those uh, different lyrics. He took Jesus, he took other things, and he chopped that stuff up, and he put it in that little part the way he, you know, way he did and played it backwards to what we're, you know, you know, well, when you would play it the other way, it would come out saying "murder, murder, Jesus, six, six, six. You know, Jay Z didn't say "murder, murder, Jesus, six, six, six. Nah, Jay Z didn't say that. Okay. He said Danger Mouse cut it up and put it together like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. But even though Jay Z does do blasphemous things and say blasphemous things, but at that point in time, Jay Z didn't do that. DJ Danger Mouse did that. Wow, and you know what? The thing about it is, that's all over YouTube. And right. the thing about it is, I, I even though I saw that up there, they did give him credit for it. What I've seen as spillover is the fact that everybody's saying, "Hey, there's a satanic message in this, in this, in this particular piece," and it sort of lifts it up. <laughs> you know, it sort of pushes it to the top and. When people, uh, it's almost like, you know, Christ said, lift me up among, you know, and, and a city that's set on a hill cannot be hid. Um, right. I still see an element, and I, and I guess my question to you is, um, I didn't see the I, I didn't see the OJs taking the Earth, Wind, and Fire song back in the day and chopping it up and making it say 666 that I know of. Right. Is there something, uh, are, are we still... Are we still holding out? Are we still creating something for our youth that can be dangerous by doing this? And is this something that he can get away with? I mean, it doesn't seem right that he can do this, even though I've got some other stuff that Jay-Z put out that's questionable. But isn't this still the same thing? Aren't we still getting over lyrics that uh, our children don't need? 
Well, the thing of it is, um, I'm going to be honest with you, a lot of the stuff that, that is being said in a lot of the current rap music, hip-hop music, per se, or whatever, as of right now, mm-hmm. a lot of it is, is no different from a lot of the stuff that was said um, in the early 70s and the early 60s, True. you know, with a lot of the different stuff. But the only thing it is now is it's more prevalent and it's more out front and it's more open. And because it's been heard repetitively, mm-hmm. people have become desensitized to it. And mm-hmm. then on the flip side, because of the Internet, because of YouTube and things of that nature, a lot of people have taken a lot of the stuff and have gone to certain extremes. You see what I'm saying? So right. a lot of times, a lot of times the thing, you know, people will, will hear a certain thing and, you know, they may think somebody said something or they may, you know, and then immediately, oh, that's the Illuminati or that, you know, a lot of people <laughs> go there but unfortunately, a lot of people don't even know what the Illuminati is, you know? Right. And so right. a lot of people go to extremes. Now, with the whole situation, what we just heard with DJ Danger Mouse, you know, uh, again, that was that was, that was was the extreme I was talking about. But Jay-Z does, in a lot of his songs, say a lot of things that are questionable, that are blasphemous, you know, um, for an example, you know, in a song that he, you know, I think this was like in 96, um, uh, he talked about how, um, you know, he never prayed to God. He prayed to Gotti, you know, talking about, you know, mm. gangster Gotti, you know. Right. I never prayed to God. I prayed to Gotti. That's right. It's wicked. That's the life I live in. I ain't asking for forgiveness for my sins. You know, he said that back in, like, 96, you know. Um, right. Currently, currently in, in, in the song um, Empire State of Mind, you know, he said, Hail Mary, you're a virgin. Jesus can't save you. Life starts and, when the church ends. And know? check this out. Check um, this out. This is from the Jay-Z song Empire State of Mind. Listen carefully to the lyrics. What the lyrics say is, Hail Mary to the city, you're a virgin. And Jesus can't save you. Life begins when the church ends. Hail Mary to the city, you're a virgin. And Jesus can't save you. Life starts when the church ends. Jesus can't save you. Life starts when the church ends. Jesus it goes on and on, but yeah, that that is one of the lyrics um, that he's getting. And my question, and let me let me say this: I want to do this. I had promised a caller. I wanted to get more into the topic first, but I had a caller that I accidentally went over to and promised him I'd get it, get him on right away. The five one zero code. But so what? What I've noticed on your on your page, you brought out some other things about uh, Lil Wayne and and so forth, and I want to get into that. But it ain't just Jay Z, is it? it? I mean, it's other people, right? It's not just Jay Z, right? Oh, oh no, no, it's 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 um every it's the majority of the people that are that are making hit records as of right now, they are participating in this, and and it's for no other reason. Unfortunately, a lot of these artists. They are, how can I put it, they are kind of forced into participating in this stuff. You know, it's either you get involved or you, you get forgotten about. You know, it's right. either you, you, you get connected or, you know, we don't sign you, you know. Uh, you know, right. and, and so a lot of times they're forced into it. And then on the flip side, a lot of, you know, young young African Americans are so, you know, just they want to be famous, they want to be known, they want to be accepted, they want to be seen. You know, whatever's presented to them, they take it, you know. Um, I, I'm not going to talk much about it, but, you know, myself, my experience as an artist, you know, I was 
faced with several of this stuff and offered some of this stuff, and, you know, I refused. And, you know, right. uh, so as a result, you know, I was kind of left out there with having to depend on God, which probably was the best thing that ever happened to me. You know, wow, and and, and I'm going to go to a caller. I got a two-minute clip that, man, you beat me to it, LP, but this is, I don't know if I'm pronouncing the name right, it's a filmmaker, Il Maloney, are you familiar with her? Um, I wanted to play a two-minute clip, and I'm going to go to the caller, and we're going to go to the lines, but this alludes to what you just said. Filmmaker Il Maloney on the exploitation of black women in hip-hop. Sexism exists in Western society. It has for centuries. It's existed elsewhere around the world for for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years. So this is not to say that hip-hop is responsible for sexism or anything like that. But it is important to pay very close attention to the way that hip-hop has become not just a highly sexualized place alone, which it has become, but a space where the exploitation of black women has become almost required for artists to develop an identity, to develop a sense of status, to be a, a powerful, desirable, uh, successful black male image in hip-hop, you almost have to exploit black women as part of your performance. It's not something you do on the side. You, you have to do it. It's almost a requirement. And this is very troubling because black women are already coming out of a history of being sexually exploited, of being associated with sexual excess and deviance. And now in order to have a space in video culture, to be participants in the industry at large, they have to basically co-sign an exploitative conception of who they are in order to participate. And this is a very troubling thing that, that we're having a difficult time dealing with because no one wants to, no one with a progressive point of view, wants to beat up on young black men any further because they themselves are facing so many pressures and so much exploitation that to accuse them of contributing to the, the half of the community's oppression is a difficult thing to do. So there's a lot of silence about it. There's a lot of, you know, tiptoeing. But we need to point out how this, how these artists are really really middlemen, that the big winners here are the industry, that they're making money off of the deeply destructive representations of black people, especially black women, that is unprecedented. They, you know, if, if Puffy's got $400 million, we know the, that the industry at large is making hundreds of millions of dollars off of these representations. And so you nailed it, LP. You nailed it. You knocked that one out the park. Area Code 510, you with us? Yes, I'm still here, brother. All right, my brother, I'm sorry you had to wait, man, but go ahead with your question and comment. We got LP and Tuke on the line with you. Uh, what's up, Tuke? How you doing, brother? This this has got to be Brother Greg. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you doing? God bless you, Dr. for for tuning in and, and, and for showing your support. Doc, what question you got for us tonight? My question, I have a question and a comment. Um, my first, my comment Wrath has gotten away from its simplicity when it first came out. Uh, right. You know, some heavy D, God bless him. Um, uh, Will Smith. Uh, yeah. Uh, cool Mo D, Sugar Hill. It's gotten way away from that. Uh, it seems like um, everybody today is really bad behind. Right. And, you know, some of these guys are soft as a newborn baby. Let's be, let's be real. Uh, but the times that we're living in, if you don't cast that, right. if you're a bad individual, you're not going to sell anything, just as you stated before. Right. Uh, my my question is, how do we get back in some of its simplicity? 
Well, I can mm. answer that. Uh, I can answer that off the top. Um, the the way we can get back to simplicity is by us. Um, at, I'm I'm not want, I don't want to make this a black or white thing, but um, if uh, we as African Americans can uh, obtain and gain and pull together our own resources, and at the same time, you know, trust God and believe God for divine protection. Um, If we can do that Then we can project whatever type of uh, Art forms that we want to But as of right now While the media You know um, The the people, the big wigs who control The the industry um, Majority of them are Europeans uh, Of of European descent um, uh, Jewish descent As long as they're controlling everything um, They have an ultimate goal Which is to um, infiltrate the African American community with these different images, and uh, what these different images have done has impacted us in such a way. Um, um, it's basically, you know, to just to put us in a place of uh, self destruction, and um, you know, and at the same time, they make a lot of money on portraying this type of image because right. um, in the African American community, being that a lot of the African American males have no. Um, have no uh, positive male role models. Uh, they see these uh, these rappers and they they see these images and they identify with them and they buy into it. Uh, whereas on the other hand, um, uh, most white people that listen to and consume uh, hip hop music, they see it as a uh, they see it as entertainment. Right. You know, uh, right. We see it as a way of life. They see it as entertainment. And so if right. um, if the if the media say, well, we're gonna back up and we're gonna make it positive and and make everybody be nice and make everybody, you know, be simple, you know. And, you know, from this perspective, um, the African-American kids will say, man, this is lame. And, you know, the white people will no longer see it as entertainment anymore. Wow. Okay. I, I could. Uh, wow. I understand. You know, okay. But, but now my other comment, uh, I have one more comment. Um, I'm an old school guy, uh, R&B, old school uh and and that that's when people were sitting down playing instruments and writing yeah. and creating songs. Right. Um, there's sometimes it's the songs that they have or the raps that they have today. There's no substance to it. Right. And, the, and, and, the, and the my thing is, if you if you if you're not creative, if you can't even create a rhyme, I guess uh, the only way you could do is be a gangster rapper and 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 use the end and the B word and and then you just become famous and that's what sells, right? Right, right. Because the purpose the overall purpose of that is um I mean let's 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 get deep into this. You know, let's can I keep oh. it real, y'all? Yeah. Please. Of course. Okay, okay. well um, let's, let's just keep it real on the matter, man. You know, back in the uh back in the seventies, you know, whenever you know, whenever um, you know, affirmative action and all that stuff was taking place or whatever, you know, um a, a lot of the the, the 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 white people at that time began to get fearful because they were fearful that a lot of the African Americans would begin to take all the jobs. So what the industry did, they began to throw out the black exploitation movies and you know where everybody was fly, everybody was a pimp and you know Ron O'Neill. You know I talk to anybody that's fifty plus and I ask them, hey, back in the seventies, did you want to be Ron? O'Neill? Oh yeah, I wanted to be Ron O'Neill, man. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and the purpose of that was to keep to have us wearing the big crazy hats and you know uh, doing all you know. Ron O'Neill made snorting cocaine look cool, you know. 
And uh, the purpose of that was to keep them unemployable. You know, and mm. if that kept them unemployable, then that would keep all the good jobs for the white people. You know, but at near the end of the 70s, early 80s, a lot of the, the, the black power groups and, you know, they were kind of like a little upset about that. And they were like, you know, we need we need to see a difference. So they was like, okay, look, we'll give you the Cosby Show. So we got the Cosby Show. You know, right. that's when black people begin to see a positive image of the African-American experience. Right. Then we got a different world, you know, where black people was like, wow, well, you know, I can get in school. And then you got rappers like the Poor Righteous Teachers and rappers mm. like X, uh, X-Clan and rappers like Public Enemy, you know, who was, you know, fight the power. We got to fight the powers that be, you know. And, like, man, right. black people begin, you know, too black, too strong. And black people begin to educate themselves. And the rap music became became intellectual. And, you know, the rappers began, you know, were, were getting very artistic with their rhyme schemes and stuff like that. People were be, becoming thinkers. And at this very point in time, black people, re, we reached almost a, a, a an apex, you know, and right at that point in time, boom, they gave us movies like Colors. They gave us movies like uh, 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 Minister Society. They gave exactly. us Boys in the Hood. You know, they, they took um, New the Jack City. Off the they, yeah, they gave us New Jack City and introduced crack cocaine into our, our neighborhoods and stuff like that. Right. And once that stuff started happening, you begin to see a decline on the musical element aspect of it, you know? And right. so now, now in today's rap music, the more popular rappers are the more dumber rappers, you know, that saying <laughs> stuff that's on like a second grade level, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and the purpose of that is to cause our young African Americans to be to be dumbed down. Wow. So now, you know, as <laughs> now you talk to some 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 young brothers and you listen to them, you you like what you say, man. You know, I got a strain, you know, to, to to sit and listen to a lot of these guys, man, and I and I and I listen to them and I weep, man, because everything that they're saying is stuff that they're hearing in music, and you know, the some of the dumbest guys, you know, that 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 are making the hit records, you know, they have the best beats, but when you listen to their lyrics, you're like, what did that dude just say? Exactly. Like, what, what is he saying? Nobody knows, but unfortunately, nobody cares because it sounds good. Right. Well, well, what, what Greg, what Greg was talking about, and he hit on a very, very interesting point. Um, we we were so adapted and used to the the rap game having a storyline behind it, and right. you you would you would put on, you know, what I'm saying back back then you would throw your cassette tape in. And you know what I'm saying, and you would listen to a story being told to you, and you it was it was simply poetry in a new art form. Um, there right, there exactly. seems to be nothing artistic about what's what's going on um, with an, an LP. I'm glad you 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 nailed that because um, there's a reason why you know um, they're using the the, the Jay Z's of the world because. Uh, if if it solely came from well, what's his name DJ Danger Mouth is that was that what his name was right right okay well, if it solely came from DJ Danger Mouth it doesn't you know the enemy doesn't have that great of a platform to get it across so the point that I don't want to lose is that regardless of 
whose name was on it, and of course, Jay Z, Mr. Money, making our in 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 uh in tribute to to uh, Heavy D, Mr. Money, Mernin, uh, earning Mount Vernon, uh, because his name is on it, we all know about it. But if right, it was so right. DJ, DJ Danger Mouth, we wouldn't know about it. I'm gonna tell you something, man. I'm gonna tell you, um, I was I was hurt. I mean, for one, when Heavy D passed, you know, it, it was almost a piece of me because you know us big brothers took that personally. But nonetheless, uh, when Heavy D, uh, CNN ran uh, c- coverage and footage of the funeral. Do you know at Heavy D's funeral? Who they showed pictures of first and foremost and only was mm. Will Smith and Jay Z, and they and not talked. About, they didn't talk about Heavy D. They talked about the fact that Will Smith, who is supposedly, I'm not really sure, but they reported that he's a, a probable Scientologist, and that oh, yeah. uh, Jay and and that Jay Z is uh, um, uh, a non-Christian, and I don't know how true that is. But because of the messages that they find in his music, the fact that they showed up at, at not to support their brother, but that they showed up at a Christian church was the, was, was the big story. Wow. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, that's the way the media tends to twist things. We got another caller. When we come back, I want to get uh, another, got another question for you. We're going to come back right after the break. Y'all hang on. We'll be right back. show by phone, you can speak to the host by pressing 1. Right now, that will put you in the caller's queue and allow the host to see that you want to speak. If you're listening via internet and want to call in, dial 323-784-9638 and then you press 1. Otherwise, you can dial that number and listen to the entire show. You're listening to Soar. Chris was right. Talk radio, coast to coast. This is the Soul of America Radio. 323-784-9638. Soar gives you one minute of music from that man of God, L.P. For me to settle it down The fast living got slow I had to mellow it down So met a few women that intrigued my eye But they wasn't what I needed deep down inside Cause from the outside they were everything I needed But what was inside is what made them uncompleted I felt defeated but I learned to be patient What I went through in the past had to be worth wasting Appreciating what I learned from mistakes Able to stand firm cause I learned what it takes Find the one that I can call my wife 
the one that I've been waiting for all my life. I saw this woman that caught my interest. Stands for myself, this is God who sent this woman in my past. I knew it was on, wanted to pull her to my side and start singing this song.
So if right. we don't have the adequate resources in order to have a platform to speak on these issues within our own community, um, if, if we don't have that, that those resources to have a platform to do so, we'll be, you know, at, at square one again, you know. So I definitely right. agree with, with, with your comment, you know, but it, it goes again, man, we as a people, you know, instead of uh, taking our monies like a lot of us are saving up right now to go and blow uh, uh, thousands of dollars on Black Friday and, you know, the average family, you know, which is in in poverty right now, they're going to end up spending 2500 to $3,000 on Christmas gifts when we right. could be making better financial decisions so that we can put ourselves in a position to build uh, uh, resources and build wealth so that we can have platforms to speak on things of that nature. I mean, I'm not trying to throw stones. You know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, that's just what we are. Right, right. Yeah, but see, LP, this is this is the thing. We have to. A lot of us, in in every aspect of the things that we do, um, at our society at large at this point really don't know what good is, and we we really don't know good when we when we looking at it. We don't know good when we experiencing it. Every not not only is the music been dumbed down, you know, uh, life in general has been dumbed down to where uh, some of the most simplistic things 10 years ago are considered luxuries on today. So with with, with us having, you know, right now at this moment, we have four black men on this phone who are teachers and doers of the word. Part of the problem with our youth is they aren't being taught about what's good to them. They are being subjected just as we all were during our adolescent stages, subjected to to adhering and surrendering uh to the pressures of peer pressure. And peer wow. pressure is telling them what's good. And most of them and, and I I truly believe this, if you you can't do better until you know better. You can't know better until you talk better, and you can't be taught better until you come. We have we have to find a way to draw them in, to teach them better, so that when this foolishness is fed to them, they'll naturally regurgitate it. Mm. Wow. Hey, Levi, did you get that question answered, my brother? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's uh, that's uh. A good good insight on it, but like you say, you know, it takes a village to raise children, and you know, it's just that thing where the village can rally together when somebody attacks the village from the outside. But the villagers have got to figure out how to pick the poison out, because sometimes the poison is inside the village and not coming from the outside. And that's the thing we got to deal with in educating young men and doing what we can to, to educate our youth that this stuff, even though it's being produced by somebody in your neighborhood, is not good for you. We have to let our young men know that, understand that, and get the fact that everybody who is black does not have your best interests at heart. Oh, wow. Oh, 
Wow, man, and 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 I appreciate your call, man. That's that's why I'm holding your final check, man, because we're trying to get you back over here. Hint, hint. <laughs> Thanks a lot, brother. You always uh, shed some beautiful light on the subjects. We got area code two two eight on the phone. You there? Yes, I'm still here. All right, man. What's your comment or question? You got LP Tuke and Tony on the phone. Oh, and my question is is to LP. Um, I'm representing the Gulf Coast. Um, 35 years old. Uh, mm. Hip hop, you know what I'm saying. My question for for the, the the next step in the Christian hip hop community, what do you think the Christian hip hop community should be more of a standalone industry and come up with God's help and be separated from the, the secular industry, or do you think the Christian rapper should more or less influence or infiltrate? The uh, the secular aspect of it. That's a that's an excellent way. I love the way you put that. Um, mm. when, when you when you think think about the term, you know, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Now, where that term actually came from was was like this: the Roman Empire was a was a major major kingdom, and one thing about a kingdom. A kingdom, whenever a kingdom, whenever uh, the, the, the the people over that kingdom would go into a different territory and take over that territory, what they would do is they would influence the people in such a way to where whatever the current thing they were doing at that time, because of the influence of that kingdom that took over them, right. that, that, that area that got taken over, they had to adapt to what was go- whatever the, that kingdom that took over them, they had to adapt to what they're doing. And so um, we, being the kingdom of God, we have to have a mentality that we are setting a standard in such a way. You know, Jesus said that the kingdom of God is like yeast. And one thing about yeast, yeast will work its way into and get its way all through the dough, you know. And so what we have to do is we have to go in, infiltrate, and set a standard and take over, per se, and allow what we have to offer, which is we have power. We have strength. We have stability. If we can stand in that authority, we will be that yeast, and they will have to basically conform to what we are. But unfortunately, we've been fed the rib sandwich that we in the church are inferior. We've been taught to believe that, you know, well, you know the world got all the resources, and they always going to have the resources. That is a lie. God said the silver is mine, the gold is mine. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So we... We riding with God, you know what I mean? He have all the resources. The world is carrying, they carrying the resources out of, as of right now. But I don't know about you, but the scriptures that I read tells me that the wealth of the wicked laid up for the just. So as we begin to come into the kingdom uh, reality and, and, and walk in the, the reality of the fact of what God is, is, is trying to get into our hands, once we can function in that, see, as of right now, the world, the, the secular industry is suffering. Their record sales are going down. But in the kingdom, our record sales are going up. And so <laughs> you see, you, you got secular artists that are trying to sign uh, gospel artists right now because they're trying to tap into that market because the gospel market is making so much money right now. So as right. of right now, they are literally trying to do as the Romans do, per se. And we be in the kingdom, we would be those Romans that, you know, to, to, to make a, you know, just using a play on words, per se. But um, so, I mean, 
I, I'm, I'm glad you 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 said that, uh, Charles. That 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 really really made a lot of sense, and it just clicked as soon as you said it. So you know, um, I perceive that you have been with God. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Did that get your question answered, man? No, no doubt, no doubt. All right, man. We appreciate you listening and and calling in. We got another caller, but what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take a quick break. And then we're going to come back and uh, get to a few more people. Then I got a message uh, I wanted to uh, ask LP to bring to us. And hang on, we not don't go nowhere. We're going to be right back. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio. And we got a special guest, LP. I'm Tony, and Tuka's on the line. We'll be right back. www.soulofamericaradio.com Get information about the show, segments, the staff, anything you want to find out. And now, if you're listening to the show right now and want to speak to the host, press 1 if you're listening via phone and you will be connected to the host. If you're listening over the internet and want to speak, pick up your phone and dial 323-784-9638 and press 1. Or either just hang on and listen to this show. One minute of music from LP right here on Soul. Check it out, there's a place I wanna go. I know you wanna go, it's off the hook. Brothers always on the popping and the music keeps going and there ain't no stopping up. On the scene, everybody looking good and everybody feeling good because they made it out the hood. Energy pumping all around the place And you won't find one person with a frown in their face <laughs> Old school, new school, the young They got a party going on that long ago begun There's a vibe in the place and it's moving Everybody shouting, dancing and moving Look how everybody getting buck in the place And ain't nobody thinking about shooting up in the place You want to see the things that I'm trying to sell? Come on, take my hand, I can take you there Hey, no trying, no lying, no fear No pain, no hurt, no sadness Tears wiped away, everybody feeling good, it's a bright day No worries, it's a beautiful thing We gon' dance, we gon' holler, we gon' shout and sing Man, I love that one, absolutely love it We got area code 662, I believe that's Tiki on the line What's up, is this Tiki? That is, <laughs> this is Tiki, honey Tiki! You know Tiki. I had to say it What's on your mind tonight, Tiki? <laughs> wow, God, it's so many things on my mind. Honestly, I, I don't, I don't know where to even to begin. First and 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 foremost, that last um, commentary by Tuke. Wow, 
totally agree with you. <laughs> totally agree with you. But I had something. Can you, can you say that again? Say. I I agree with Tuke. I'm oh, that's what I thought you said. Go ahead. <laughs> Brother LP, you have no idea. You are experiencing a landmark. This one for the books, man. (laughs) Go ahead. But what I wanted to say to um, LP, I've I've been listening to the show since the beginning, and um, I think the SOAR family, which I'm a part of, and, and various friends, people are well aware now that I will say, uh, flat out that I don't go to church, or as I like to say, uh, say to Levi, I don't do church. <laughs> you know, he was like, you don't need to right. do it, just go. But um, years ago when I walked away from the church, um, I did so because I was so, so disappointed in the things that I saw happening in the issues um, in the community um, that weren't being addressed, where the church could be a spiritual leader. Um, to, I had started to perceive their, acti- their activities as rapists. They were taking, wow. they weren't giving. So wow. with that, I, 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 I walked away. I put it down. When I, when I got disappointed in what I saw on TV, I turned it off, and I took a 10-year hiatus from television to the point that I didn't even own one. So I have TV, but I have it on the level of football. But what I wanted to say to you, LP, it has been a long time. And when I say a long time, I mean a long time since I've heard anyone speak about their journey, about their road, about what they're doing in the church, that it has inspired me. And I say that because I considered myself uninspirable. I I really did. And I would I would sit in church, man, and I would see people shout and get happy and go through different things, and I'd just sit there. Like, what is wrong with them? So my mother told me, she was like, Tamika, things, uh, you're easily hurt. She said, baby, still waters run deep. And so the things that would hurt me or, or offend me, I would turn away from. But what I want to say about this music and what I hear you guys talk about what it would take to get us back to where we need to be, um, I don't know if you guys would agree with this, but from what I've seen, one of the things that turned me off is we have broken the cradles of life, meaning women. We've broken wow. them. Black women in this society are broken. They're the givers of life. They're the cradles of life, and they're broken. And there was a young woman in Selma, Alabama, recently um, in this past year that lost her life. One of the witnesses to the car accident, the one car, car accident that she had, said that when she came past him driving with her baby in the back seat, the one thing he remembered was the music was blasting. She was playing that music so loud that he could actually hear it in his car with his windows up. Mm. So she she went past him and went around a curve and missed it and ran off the road, and she was killed in that car. And, you know, when they finally got her out and the baby was in the back seat just screaming and hollering, the, the, the music was still going. And the baby came out without a scratch. Mm. And I was like, what was playing that could have convinced this mother to play music at such a volume 
and they have her baby in the back seat, a six-month-old baby in the back seat where the speakers are located. And I see that all around me. I'm like, what is in this music that is driving these people to these extremes? And it's Satan. It is. It is really safe. So how do we get our children? You th- we talked about resources, right, about what it would take to get us back to this place. But how do you get your child to turn off the radio if the mama is controlling the volume? Mm. Well, see, that's the thing. Um, a lot. Of, uh, that's kind of like a, a a target that the enemy has had in our communities, um, and it's been our women. And the reason why, see, he's <laughs> the enemy got in his mind, oh, I, I already got the man. You know, I, I already got him eliminated out of the family. I've already got him put in a place where he's not getting good education. He's not getting educated properly. He's not uh, being taught how be, how to be a man. He's not getting, you know, all the essential things that he needs. The enemy looks at it from that perspective. He say, I got him. Okay, now let's deal with the woman. And if you look at it in the, um, if you look at, if you're familiar with the Willie Lynch theory, I am. Willie Lynch theory, okay. You remember the the first thing they did was they broke the man first. They broke him first. Right. And the second thing was to break the woman. You know, the the process that they did, and then and as a result, the children, the offspring, were impacted. Because right. first of all, the, the 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 woman was impacted because of what she saw done to the man. And then because of what was done to the woman, the children was impacted. And so with, with, with this music that you're speaking of, um, there's a there's an artist by the name of Gucci Mane, and he has a song called I'm a Dog. And in this song, he's saying, I'm a dog, I'm a dog, I'm a dog, I'm a dog. I'm a beat her like a dog, treat her like a dog, feed her like a dog, then pass her to my dogs. Now, wow. Unfortunately, hmm. when this when, when this song is played, it's usually women that's bobbing to it and that that's saying, "Oh, this is my jam," and and they have been fed the rib sandwich that you know they are just objects of lust. They've been, you know, they they truly believe, you know, that that's their role, you just to be dogged out and just to be passed around. And when they hear the stuff in music, they've been so desensitized to it. So whenever it's happening to them in real life, it's no, it's not really a big deal. You know, I, I I can remember thinking back to whenever I was younger. You know, a lot of the guys that I dealt with, you know, we would, we, you know, it would be something uh, that we would have something called a set out. If you're not familiar with a set out, is that's one girl she allowed herself to be passed around to several guys in one setting. And well, now, I, well, when I, I was in school, it was called a train. But go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, just you know, praise the Lord, I never participated in a train or set out because right. I was taught by an older cousin when I was younger. But anyway, uh, my friends would have this set out, and you know, this girl would just allow herself to just be passed around like that. And as I grew older, I would think back and be, and I would think like, wow, what was going on in her mind at that time? You know, why would she allow herself to be dealt with it in, in that way? And what I learned was, at that point in time, a, a lot of our young ladies, you know, they don't have a father in their lives. You know, mama, you know, if mama there, she either out clubbing all night or she working all night and all day, so she's not there. So a lot of times, these women, they just looking for love, they just looking for acceptance or whatever. 
you know, and so whenever they get put in a situation like that where they got all these guys on them, they feel loved and accepted at this time, you know. So to hear in a song them being degraded in such a way, it's kind of like they, they, they're so desensitized that it doesn't really bother them. And um, unfortunately, a lot of times they're not even listening to the lyrics. They're caught up in the beat. And I, I was just talking to a young man about this today. You know, there's, there's a producer out. His name is Lex Luger. Lex Luger's producing tracks for some of the hottest rappers right now. And a Lex Luger track, when it comes on, when you hear it, it, it it's so hypnotic. It's it just it's hypnotic. You know, it, it, it and it just grabs you. You know, it just grabs you. And one thing I've learned is if you can look at a lot of people don't know this, but Music deals with you in your soulish realm. Right. It deals with the soul. If you can think back in the scriptures, David, when he would play, you know, Saul, the King Saul brought David in, and, and, and the King Saul was troubled by a spirit. And the scripture talks about how when David would play, he would play his music, the spirit would leave. And music has that type of impact. So I believe that the opposite is, is true. If a spirit can be played out of you, I believe a spirit can be played into you. Wow. Yes, sir. That is so true. I I hope uh, that answered your question, Tiki. We press for time, and I appreciate your call. Before we get out, we don't have much longer. LP, I wanted you to address something. Uh, To give you a scenario, uh, I've got a family member that just loves... uh, I I was talking to you about it earlier, and you said, Who is this cat? guy named Tyler, the Creator. Has a uh, a song called Yonkers, which uh, is one of the most horrific uh, songs. Uh, he he eats roaches on the songs, um, and I asked him. He, he he vomits. He hangs himself at the end of the song, and the words are just awful. And I asked him. I said, "Well, when you listen to that song, what message do you get?" And he thought for a moment, and he said, "To kill." people and burn houses. Now, I'm I didn't hear that, but I heard some awful 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 stuff. I mean, he cursed, I didn't even know they had curse words like that and he talked about women and and beating them like uh like like Tiki was saying. Um now, I didn't hear that, but he obviously heard it. Loves the song, uh loves a lot of the other songs that may have very offensive lyrics. Uh uh, Wiz Khalifa uh, promotes um, marijuana usage. I mean, extensively. Now, I'm going somewhere with the question to to to, to bring it back home to my era. Uh, a little bit different. I was hooked on Prince. I mean, right. hooked on. It was hypnotic. Right. Some of the he had a song entitled Head. H e a d. I don't need to go no further. But right. the beat was so. It grabbed me, man, and it just I couldn't let go. And 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 the and the last wreck, I remember that I had in a car. Uh, he was I was playing sexy dancer, just had it up to the the highest knob. We didn't have stuff in the trunk back in those days, but I just turned it up to ten. And when I had the wreck, my car flipped, roll was total. I mean, everybody thought I was dead, but guess what? Sexy dancer was still playing. So wow. to to wrap this up, I want to say. Now I looked at this this young man and, and and he 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 loves this. Now I've tried to introduce Christian rap and uh that don't seem to work. 
I've tried to do the instrumentals of some of this hard stuff. That don't seem to work. What would you tell parents out there? And looking at the, the lines, we've got quite a few people out there, and I'm sure some of them are middle-aged or not as uh, 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 close to the rap industry, but hear it around their kids and saying, hey, just stop listening to it. Well, had you told me to stop listening to Prince, I would have stopped listening around you. But I went right. around the corner somewhere and, and, and fired up, you know, his music. And, and I, I use Prince because, to me, some of his music, uh, although it wasn't the same as some of this other filthy stuff we hear, it still had a message at one time that I think was uh, questionable. And uh, what would you say to people uh, that that are um, middle-aged on up and to youth even that really understand the fact that there are some satanic messages in music, which I don't mind you giving examples of, and the parents knowing this, but they can't seem to get out of that rhythm of I take your iPod uh, and you erase it and you put some more. Take it, put some more. Take it, put some more. What would you offer uh, a family in that situation? I would offer them to, I would encourage them to do their homework on uh, some of the things that's being listened to, you know, and um, sit down and listen to the lyrics and uh, and evaluate what's being said, you know, before you tell your kids, oh, turn that stuff off, that's devil music, you know, nah, 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 listen mm. to it, do your homework on what's being said, mm. and take it and break that stuff down, see, um, I, I, I like to I like to listen at certain things. Like for example, you're talking about Prince. Let's talk about Prince right now. Mm-hmm. If 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 you whether you know it or not, Prince was a a studier of um, this guy who I was talking about with the whole Lil Wayne thing. He was a study. He 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 was a studier. He was a student of Alistair Crowley. Wow. Yes. Yes. And the and the reason why I know this is because. You know, Alistair Crowley, he had a book. Um, it, for, for those of you who don't know who Alistair Crowley was, Alistair Crowley was a, he was a very influential occultist. You know, he was a, a, a ceremonial magician. Um, and he, he what he did was he, he he set out on a course to he, – he, he, this guy was back in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Um, he, he set out on a course. He said he wanted to meet Satan for himself. Oh, wow. So he joined himself to every secret organization that you can that's known to man. He got involved with every type of occultic magic, uh, sex magic, anything like that. Uh, he got involved with the seances, and what he did was he he came up with an understanding that, and he proclaimed this that one can become a a, a genius in music by mm-hmm. studying Satanism. Wow. He said one can become a genius in music. By studying Satanism, and one of his one of his um, uh, 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 something that he said in one of his books called the Book of the Law, uh, he said uh, it was a chapter called "Do as Thou Wilt." That is the whole of the law. In other words, he what he was teaching was you know do what you want to do. You're your own God. You know you do what you want to do. Nobody can stop you. You rebel. Do whatever you want to do. Nobody can do what you want to do. But anyway. Um, hmm. In his book, he has a book called 777, and in his book, is teaching you how to channel spirits, how to literally channel spirits. And for those of you that have done your research in the scriptures, you know, back when the flood came, the flood came after um, the angels had came down and slept with the daughters of men. They had sex with the women in the earth, and they came, uh, they, they had children, 
and these children were called Nephilim beings. These Nephilim beings were half angel, half human, and they had a lot of different knowledge and information on technology, and they begin to, you know, to uh, teach the people and just do all types of corrupt things. And this is why God looked at the earth and said he needed to flood the earth because he had to rid the earth of those beings. Mm-hmm. But anyway, once you destroy those beings, those beings have a spirit, and one thing about a spirit, you can't kill a spirit. And right. those spirits still roam the earth. Alistair Crowley learned how to tap into those spirit beings and learn how to channel those spirit beings. And in this book, he teach how to channel spirits. And the research of this guy led you as an artist into the fact that you can become a genius in music by studying Satanism. Man, so let, a lot let, of the artists... Let, let, let me say this before you go on, man, because this is deep. I don't know if y'all really grasping this. When I first saw you pro, pro, uh, put this on your page, uh, my my son and I researched it. And you remember I said I was a Beatles fan, right? Right, right. Explain that aspect that you were talking about with the connection between Lil Wayne and the uh, and the Beatles with this. Okay, Lil Wayne was on. He was on the cover of Vibe magazine, and he had on this uh, this attire. Um, which was a, a a military colonel's attire, right? You know, with 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 the hat on or whatever. So whenever right. I saw the magazine, immediately I, alarms went off. I was like, "Whoa!" And the reason why the alarms went off the way they did was because I understood what that attire was about. Right. Um, the Beatles um had an album years ago called Sergeant Pepper. Right. And in the, on the front cover, if you uh, do your research, look on the front cover of that um, that album. Mm-hmm. Um, they had on that uh, sergeant attire. Sure. And um, also all the different people, they had different pictures of people that influenced that they that they felt influenced them. And all over in the corner, the left hand corner, there's a picture right. of this guy, Alistair Crowley. Now that blew my mind. I looked it up, and you are absolutely right. Right. <laughs> and look, and, I, and we, I got on the phone and called LP. I might have been on the uh, uh, might have been on the phone. I I researched Sergeant Pepper. That album alone changed the entire culture of America. It got us the long hair. It got us the hippie, make love not war, the weed, the whole nine. It took us from that. I wish we all could be kind. It took us from that to this whole drug-out hippie movement, that one album. That one album was the first album documented that recorded a wild guitar solo uh, with the actual first uh, the first song. And get this, I'm going to let LP tell you this. What's the, verse, what's the thing about the 20 years ago today? That, that's how it starts out? What was that? He said, 20 years ago today, Sergeant Pepper taught the band to play. And exactly 20 years uh, before that album was released, Alistair Crowley died. Wow. So what you got is you got an album that blew the socks off of the recording industry in September of 1967. Well, at the end of 1967. You got an album that changed America overnight. Matter of fact, uh, Brian Wilson, lead singer for the Beach Boys, wrote in his book that when he heard 
the first song on Sgt. Pepper album. He quit working on all his stuff. And a lot of the other doo-wop guys just put their stuff down. So what you're saying is that this guy said that if you became a genius, in 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 uh, 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 you could become a genius by studying Satanism, and then look at what it did for Jimi Hendrix with his particular style, that same dress. Look at what the Beatles flaunted him on the album cover. Man, you blowing my mind with this man. I tell you, this is this is amazing. Wait. But yeah, man. You know, so once I once I begin to see that and, and and make the connection, Jimi Hendrix he did the the Sergeant Pepper thing, and you know, um, anyway, I once I saw Lil Wayne with that attire on, then I also if if you can you can do your research, uh, look at Lil Wayne's documentary. Um, uh, some years ago, Lil Wayne stopped writing. He didn't. He stopped writing with a pen and pad. Mm-hmm. Um, what he would do is he'd go in the studio, he get high, get drunk, wasted, or whatever. And he turned the beat on, and he'd just sit there and just kind of just meditate a little bit. Then he'd just go to the mic, and just the lyrics were just there. Wow. Um, Jay Z also in his documentary he talked about how what he does is, you know, he just turned the beat on, he cracked the door. This was out of his own mouth. He said he cracked the door open and let God come in, and then he get his Rain Man on. Now, if wow. you research on Rain Man, uh, Rain Man is a uh, 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 Eminem spoke to, spoke about Rain Man some years ago. He had a song. He talked about Rain Man. He said right. that uh, he's possessed with this devil, and this devil's name was Rain Man. And so, anyway, <laughs> these wow. guys they don't even they don't even write anymore. These lyrics and stuff like that would just come. Now, also, a lot of people that studied uh, Aleister Crowley, what they would do was they would get high off acid trips. A lot of these uh, rock bands from the seventies. What they would do, they would get high off acid trips and stuff like that, and then uh, musical notes, lyrics, everything would just come. You know, it, it, it would just come. You know? Wow. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Prince did, um, I, I heard him say this uh, over I can't prove it, but he mentioned that when he did Do Me Baby, that was a big hit, he said he locked himself in the studio naked. Yeah. And that's how most of the lyrics and the expression came out of Do Me Baby. Just locked himself well, in, a, in the studio to, naked. I was going to get to Prince. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to get to Prince. Matter of fact, let's deal with Prince right now. Um, if you could think back to his song, 1999. Mm-hmm. Remember that song, 1999. Uh, what yeah, was the yeah. first lyrics in that song? Oh, God. I forgot. What was it, too? I was dreaming when I wrote this, so sue me if I there go. There you go. Yes. There you go. He, he was dreaming when he wrote it. He said he was dreaming when he wrote it. Now watch this. A lot of times when they did spirit channeling, when they when they did spirit channeling, they would do it in their sleep. That is and they so would get music in their sleep. Michael Jackson, he channeled spirits, and he would get go. music in his sleep. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Michael Jackson was a was a, wow. was a heavy he was a heavy student of Aleister Crowley because Aleister awesome. Crowley taught a lot of the Kabbalah uh, uh, stuff out of the Kabbalah you know Kabbalistic Ooh. magic and mysticism and stuff like that. Michael Jackson was heavy into magic. He was heavy into that stuff. You know, if you think about the song that he wrote, uh, Black or White, when you hear that yeah. song, you think he's talking about people. No, he's talking about black magic or white magic. You have right. black magic, you have white magic. 
and a lot of people practice either black magic or white magic. Black magic is supposedly the bad magic. White magic is supposed to be good magic. <laughs> that's another yeah, show, no, but you're right. <laughs> yeah, that's another show. <laughs> but, well, I don't know. Go ahead. I, I was just saying, um, you know, to make that connection with, you know, with Lil Wayne, uh, if you look at the, uh, on the, you know, inside of the Vibe magazine, it tells you that it says specifically uh, Lil Wayne is channeling the spirit of Jimi Hendrix with his uh, with his uh, attire. Wow. God. Wow. I missed that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Lord. Man. You know, we got a call. I don't want to. Hold on, let's go ahead and get this caller out the way. Five one zero, you welcome to the show. You know this this is Greg again. How you doing, bro? All right, all right. What you got, man? Hey, man. All right, y'all getting way too deep with this here black and white stuff here now. <laughs> <laughs> and especially with my man Prince, because that's my time period too. I know, you know I know. And right? We all know the brother was strange, and it's a lot. Most musicians are strange. Right, right, you know, yeah. right. So the, you know, to 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 bring up my 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 comment was, you know, when I thought he said when when that black and when Michael made that black and white video, I actually thought he was talking about black and white people. No, <laughs> no. If you listen at the end of the song, whenever he's uh when when the people their their faces are morphing, um, he right. said it's black, it's white. If you're struggling to get by, it's black, it's white. You know, he's saying if you're struggling to get by, you know, because a lot of people get involved with black magic, white magic, whenever they're struggling, because in black magic, white magic, stuff like that, you getting spirits to help you, you know. Right. And, um, yeah, you you getting spirits to help you. And there's a lot of people, they actually practice that in their homes. You know, I've been in the homes of people where you go and look, uh, sitting at the table, there's a cup of water and there's a cup of beans. Uh, you look at the front door, they got a bottle of whiskey, uh, um, um, some food sitting in the plate and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm kind of, I'm like, hold on, wait, why why you got this out here like that? Well, well, I, I do spirit worship and, you know, what, what, what we do is, you know, the spirit um, um, tells, you know, they, they, they tell me that they will help me if I give them, you know, the things that they like, you know. So one spirit, he likes whiskey. One spirit, he likes a lot of water. One spirit, he likes beans, you know, this, this, that, and the other. And so they feed their spirit, and in return, the spirit helps them. You know, there's a guy that uh, has a song out right now. Uh, his name is Robin Thicke, and the song right. is called Magic. And um, at the um, in the third verse of the song, um, don't quote me on the lyrics. You can go back and look at it, look them up for yourself. I'm kind of the gist of what he was saying is um, he was like, I know it seems like you have no hope. I know what it's like. I've been on that same road. Then he says, I took whatever the devil offered me because I knew that he could set me free. <laughs> and then wow. and then it goes on uh, to the chorus saying, I got it. You got it. We got that magic, you know. So they talking about magic, you know. So yeah. And LP, LP, that, that's the point. That's a very trendy song, and 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 it's real catchy, and and it and it and it reminds me of, of what you were saying. Now I'm uh, Tony is the Prince man. Man, I I would get in the fights about Michael Jackson. 
Okay, so <laughs> I love me some Michael Jackson. Now, but with you saying that and educating me on that for tonight, that is the epitome wow. of, uh, of, the, of the enemy's disillusionment and disguise in the sense that, you know, you, 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 with Michael uh, uh, practicing that black and white thing, let's be honest with ourselves. Michael Jackson went through a period where every song that he released had a premiere video coming on in primetime TV. So his songs, once again, the enemy hid behind the fact that his songs was all about the video. So I people too, we wasn't really listening to the words. No, 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 no. People were not listening to the words because in all actuality, let's be honest. You know, I've never met anybody. Maybe you can do it, but I've never met anybody after 1986 that can right. name me a Michael Jackson song where they can sing every lyric of the song. Nobody can do it. You know why? Because nobody know what he's saying. What they going to tell you about, oh, well, you talking about the song when Magic Johnson was in it and he spun around inside the thing and disappeared? Indeed. No, Indeed. I'm, you, I'm, that's the video. I, See the words right. for the song. Right. I, I want to bring back to your com- comment on what you said, you know, um, I, I, I would get in fights over Michael Jackson. Hey, look. Uh, you and me, you know, you and me both. See, when I was a kid, you couldn't tell me I wasn't Michael Jackson. I idolized Michael Jackson, you know. And so, and the reason why, I'm going to tell you the reason why. These Nephilim spirits that, that Aleister Crowley taught to channel, these Nephilim right. spirits have the same exact nature of Satan himself. Now, wow. Satan got kicked out of heaven because he desired the worship that the Most High God was getting. And so these same spirits, these Nephilim spirits, when they tra- when they channel these spirits, they put themselves, these people put themselves in a position where they would get the worship that the Most High God was supposed to be getting. Now think about the Beatles. Think about the worship that the Beatles got. Right. Think about the worship that Michael Jackson got. Think right. about the worship that a lot of the current artists get. You know, if, if, if I can get on Facebook and say something about God, and people would... Care less that I said it. But if I get yeah. out there and talk about their favorite artists, they'll delete right. me from their friends list. They'll dog right. me out and tell me how I need to, you need to stop talking about them and start praying for them. You know, I'm like, hold on, wait, wait, wait. You jumping right. on the fence of this artist and you don't even know them. And the, ma- the main people that was jumping down my throat were people that I grew up with, people that love oh. me and know me. Oh, <laughs> Wow. Wow! Look here, we got we got we got time for just a couple of more callers. We're gonna get Eric Code two hundred two. You on with Soar with Tony Tuke and Lick and LP two hundred two. Yes, indeed. Go ahead, man. What's All your I question and comment? Is, well, my comment is this: I agree totally with what the last guy just said, and I just caught half of it. The bottom line is I've been doing music all my life. I'm a mighty I'm a mighty marching hornet. It's what I love to do. Alabama State University, there and it's go. like. It's what I love to do. So I, I done put everything else down to do music. Well, in doing music, I, I also believe in God. And I always felt like the the best, I make good music, but I know God said to be meek. And I know why he said that, because meek defeats my spirit. But people don't seem to recognize what they're doing. They're using the music to push the devil's agenda. And until mm-hmm. people recognize that, until people recognize that it's really a battle with principalities, it's bigger than just one person. 
Because mm-hmm. we living in 2011, they're using the music to turn out our kids and to turn our kids against what, how we were raised. I, mean, I call it to and fro, like they use it in the Bible, to cause confusion. And until people recognize it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to continue to happen. Like, we got to save our kids. And saving our kids is not less, letting them listen to Lil Wayne. And I can tell you, I'd be the first to tell you that I've been the cause of some of it also. You know, I don't wrote my share. I don't, I don't talk about selling drugs. I don't talk about murder. But I was ignorant at the point. I was ignorant. Mm-hmm. I recognized what it. I recognized what I was doing, and I was just helping the devil. I was helping the devil. What made so you? What, point, I'm kind of curious. What made you change over like that? I don't know if you were at the beginning of the call, but LP gave his. Is is what made you? Well, 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 what made me change over is when it became apparent. Like, like I said, God talks to me, so I had mm-hmm. a conversation with God, and mm-hmm. I said, God, why, why is it that I haven't made it in the music business? I make good music, and I don't have opportunities. You know what I'm saying? But it comes down to a sacrifice, and if you're a person that has morals, you must refuse to sacrifice. For you, you shouldn't sacrifice your morals for things. Right. Um. If you if you a straight man and you've been positioned to put in the position to have sex with a with another man and you do that but you're not gay, that's mm-hmm. a sacrifice. That's an immoral sacrifice. If you right. believe in God, but you uh, push the devil's agenda and they tell you that from the offset, right. they, they they let you they let it be known that you're pushing that agenda. If you do that, then you you you're making a sacrifice. You you, oh, and I I just can't agree with it. So once God once that happened to me. God allowed me to look at the game from the outside and see it for myself. And everything that I begin to see, it makes me feel bad because I love music that much. But at the same time, now I have to, I have to use it for what God wants me to use it for. So as much as they turn it, turn it down, turn us down, turn us down, now I make the kind of music that will build us up, build us up. Somebody has to tell the truth, and that's what it is. Wow. Amen. Amen. Man, look. No, look at God. Look at God. That's powerful. Hey, Anybody want to comment on that? Well, I would. Well, I, I would. I, I just want to say, you know, um, you know that's, that that brother is dead on it, man. You know, um, because that's exactly some of the things that take place in the music industry. You know what he was saying. You know, um, you know the the whole sacrifice thing. You know, being in a position. You know, where it's like, you know, okay, you want this record deal. You know, you're gonna have to. You know, have sex with another man. See, see, that's a that that's another thing. Going back to the whole Aleister Crowley thing. See, Aleister Crowley, he was a he was a practicing um, bisexual, and at the same time, he had sex with children. Wow. And um, a, a lot of things with the music industry, you know, they gain they. You know, Crowley said that's that's like the purest form where you can gain power. You know, wow. by having sex with another man, or, or or especially by having sex with a child. And this is the reason why it's so prevalent in the music industry. Um, it, I don't know if you knew, knew it or not, but, you know, uh, different music moguls like, um, uh, um, what's the guy name? He, he got caught up um, with with immature um, um, shucks. I forgot the dude's name. Uh, Chris Stokes. Yeah, Chris Stokes. Okay. Chris Stokes, uh, it, it, it came out that he was he was molesting, you know, immature and um those guys, you know, that, that those those uh, that little group, uh, he was molesting them guys and making them perform uh, oral sex on one another um, in, the, in in hotel rooms. They got pictures on the internet where he got them laying in the bed together in their underwear, and 
you know, and it's it's it's, it's other music moguls that it has come out that they were molesting young groups and young artists and you know and 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 things of that nature and it's because that's that's just the that's the power that's flowing you know through the music industry you know so I definitely understand what he's saying and if and if you don't partake and you know sit at sit at their table and eat at the king's meat you know, you you know you you can't part you can't partake in what they're doing, and so this is the reason why we as artists, we as a people, we have to come up, we have to believe God for resources so that we can fund our own things, so that we can have our own networks, so we can have our own FM radio stations, so that we can have our own uh, television yeah. stations and and things of that nature. This is why we need resources. This is why we need money in the body of Christ, so that we can promote. Uh, what God is doing, but at the same time, is like I said, we just have to believe God for it because God has it; He's already given it to us. But we gotta believe and receive it by faith, so that we can bring it into the natural realm, so that we can promote the agenda of God, so that we can promote the kingdom of God, the things of God, so that we can take our youth back. And um, I'm gonna say one more thing, and then I'm gonna get off my soapbox. In order to take our youth back, it's gonna start with us men. Wow. We as men have to be fathers. We as men have to be husbands. We as men have to stand up and take our place in the household. And whenever we do that, whenever we do that, that's when we're going to get our kids back. Wow. And we are almost out of time. We've got time for one more. We're going to get to, I think Tiki's got another comment. Tiki, you there? Yes, I'm here. I'm still here listening. Go ahead with um, your question. Well, I don't have a question. I just had a statement to make. Um, okay. I was listening at LP, and he mentioned Alistair Crowley, and I'm familiar <laughs> with who that is. I'm not a big music person, but I'm a big book person. So I read a lot of different things. But I just wanted to, I believe that uh, knowledge is power and that you should always empower people to learn and know more. But in this, I just want to caution our listeners and um, the panel that's here tonight, to be careful how you invite people to partake or to sit at the table or something like that because not everybody is spiritually strong enough to handle what they read and they can very well backfire. They can become a student of it rather than to be knowledgeable in it, to put it away from them. And that's my statement. I, I I can agree with you on that wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly indeed. But at the same time, I, I, when I say but, I'm not dismissing what you're saying because I'm, I'm just trying to bring a little balance to, you know, basically what I was saying and, and to what you're saying. I'm just trying to bring some balance. The balance is this. You know, if you read in the scriptures, the scripture talks about, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, um, uh, spirit worship and, you know, God told uh, Abraham to leave his family and leave his kindred because in the earth of the Chaldees, that's what they did. They worshipped the sun and the stars and the moon, and they did, uh, you know, and, and, and if you look at the Egyptians, you know, whenever Moses, uh, when he went back, you know, in, in Egypt, they were practicing spirit worship and all that. And saying all that to say, this is where Aleister Crowley got all of his information and the knowledge and wisdom that he got, that he had, he got that stuff out of Egypt. Because he, he went to Egypt, and that's where his, his wife was possessed by a devil in Egypt. And his wife pointed him to some information in Egypt. And so a lot of the stuff that he speak, that he spoke of was 
out of Egyptology, and God warned the children of Israel about that stuff that was going on in Egypt. And whenever they came, when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, a lot of them had inherited and they, they, they would continue to practice a lot of the stuff that they had gained in Egypt. You know, the worshiping, worshiping of, of animals and, 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 and um, uh, 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 men, land with men and, you know, practicing magic and, and mysticism and all that other stuff. That stuff was happening. So saying all that to say, all that stuff went, it was, it's talked about in the Bible. So if, if, if it's there in the Bible, you know, and, and again, I'm just bringing balance to what you're saying. I'm not dismissing what you're saying. I, I totally agree that, you know, with people, they're not spiritually mature enough. They may get uh, uh, caught up or whatever. But my sole purpose for pointing out a lot of this stuff is to encourage people to come to the knowledge of the truth so that they don't be deceived into that stuff. Wow, man. This has been a blessing, man. We are flat out of time. But, LP, man, I got, I've got i gotten about four or five texts from people uh, asking us to do a, a part two uh, of this, man. And uh, if you're willing, man, we're going to get you back on uh, shortly or soon, man. And would you be willing to do one on down the road, my brother? Oh, most definitely, man. Uh, anything for you, man. You know, you, you've been a blessing to me, man. And so uh, whatever it is... Uh, I can do, man, to be a blessing to you. Um, I'm definitely willing to do it. Well, I appreciate you for opening up our eyes, man, uh, for Michael Jackson and Prince, man. Now I got to go throw all my Prince stuff away, man. Now look at this. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now you got to deal with his Michael Jackson stuff. But, man, it's been a blast. Uh, we're not going to do the two-gism, too, because it's kind of we – we're pressing on time. But, man, I really appreciate all the callers. Uh, LP, before we get out of here, man, is, do, would you like to give any information on yourself, your music, or how people can get involved, or how they can connect yeah, with you or your music or anything? Most definitely. You can get in touch with me. You can send me an email. Email me at likepaulministries, that's L-I-K-E-P-A-U-L, ministries, likepaulministries at yahoo.com. You know, uh, hit me up. You can hit me on Twitter. Uh, follow me on Twitter, excuse me, is Yo Boy LPZ, that's Y-O-B-O-Y-L, the letter L, the letter P, the letter Z, Yo Boy LPZ. And uh, my music is available on iTunes. My album is called Testimony. Um, and I have an EP also on uh, iTunes. It's called Move Real Smooth. And so um, uh, you can just Google LP like Paul, gospel rapper, you know, and you can find, you know, all the information about me. And if you'd like to book me for an event, uh, you can uh, you can give us a call at uh, 1-800-225-9087, and, um, or you can go to net. That's H-A-L-O Productions.net. And uh, looking forward to hearing from you, uh, looking forward to connecting with you, looking forward to coming to your church. Uh, I do churches, bar mitzvahs, uh, uh, grandmama parties, everything. Holla at me. All right, and, and I got a text from my son. He wants to know when your next album is coming out, the next CD is coming out. Next CD, uh, the name of the CD is called I Am, and uh, that will be dropping in the first quarter. So be looking out for that. It's going to bless your socks off. Uh, my first single should be dropping real soon. Um, I'm definitely going to keep everybody notified. Hit me up on my Facebook page, facebook.com backslash L-P-like-paul. It's L-I-K-E-P-A-U-L. All right, and for everybody that didn't quite get that, I'm going to get all that information off of the tape, and I'm going to put it on SOAR 
So go to www.soulofamericaradio.com, and I'm going to have everything he just said on there. Or you can look, you can get this show on um, um, on the archive. So, man, we appreciate you. You are a wonderful man of God. You got a great message, man. Keep on doing what you're doing, my brother. Thank you, sir. Love you. Y'all be blessed. You too, man. And, Duke, man, we've come to the end of another one, man, and uh, it's been a blessing. What do you think about it? Man, it was beautiful. It, it, was, it was accountable. It was responsible. And more importantly, it was educating and uplifting. And I just want to say before we leave, once again, continue to keep yourself uplifted. uplifted and remember that angels fly because they take themselves lightly. All right. And y'all take care, and I want y'all to keep soaring. And we're going to take this out with Ooh-Ah. It's by a Christian rap group called, group called Grits. Y'all take care. Be easy. And keep soaring, baby. Keep soaring. Soul of America Rich. My life Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.